Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. Matthew chapter 21. What an honor it is to be able to preach the message of Jesus today. And we're going to read verses 1 through 10. And it reads this, and when they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus then sent two disciples, telling them, go into the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied with her foil. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. That the Lord needs them. We'll go back to that. Verse 4, this took place so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Tell daughter Zion, see your king is coming to you gentle and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foil of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and its foil. Then they laid their clothes on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others were cutting branches from the tree and spreading them on the road. Then the crowd who, then the crowd who went ahead of him, those who followed, shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Last verse. And when he entered into Jerusalem, the whole city was in an uproar, saying, who is this? Who is this? Father, I pray that you give me, Lord, the grace to preach this message. Lord, I pray that it will be a nourishment to our minds and to our hearts right now at this moment. Let us be reminded of the donkey ride to the cross. And we ask this and pray this in Jesus' name. If you believe that, shout amen. The title of my message today is The Donkey Ride to the Cross. I don't have enough time to really unpack everything, so I'm just going to briefly preach to you what I believe the Lord has inspired me to preach. I want to start off by sharing this. A few years ago, I don't know if everybody remembers this. You'll hear it once I start sharing. I find myself at a very tragic community event alongside of a group of pastors, and we were offering prayer and support to those affected by the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas school shooting in Parkland. Everybody remember that back in, in February? I think it was in 2018. I'm not remembering. But this event was filled with so much sadness and it was really tough um, for those that were there. I, I, I remember just seeing people in that attendance, students and parents and family members. Everybody was just distraught. And this tragedy happened in a community where it was kind of unexpected. I, I remember seeing the news stations there. Uh, these news stations, Channel 7 or Channel 10, one of them, it was all of them, I think. But they were capturing the emotions of friends and family members in this community, uh, at this community event. 
And it was clear to me that the pain and the sorrow of the people that were there, it really, we saw it on their faces. And you could tell that it, it was a disturbing and a heartbreaking situation. As I'm there, all of a sudden, a big-name politician pulls up. Uh, he pulls up, and he sh- him pulling up, it sends, like, shockwaves to the crowd. All you see is, like, three black Tahoe-looking trucks pull up on the scene, and, 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 and these guys come into the event. And before they, this guy comes out of the truck, these Secret Service-like security guard men get out of the vehicle... And with military precision, y'all, these guys scanned the area <laughs> before allowing the politician to come into the event. I'm squinting my eyes, and I'm, I still be squinting my eyes because I got glasses, y'all. It's crazy. But I'm squinting my eyes. I'm seeing, like, this car looks look like a bulletproof car or something like that. To me, I, I really think it was. And it looked like it was something that was able to withstand some of the deadliest attacks. Like, literally, I believe that it was a bulletproof car. And... As this, this politician is escorted out of the vehicle, the way he comes on the scene, gets out of the car, you can tell that this man has some type of power and some type of authority. Like, he comes in the, to the event with armed security guards, y'all. And it was crazy to me. So he comes in to the room where all the pastors are. I'm, I'm among the pastors there. And there's something about how he commanded the attention of everybody in the room. Like every move that this politician made was very intentional. It felt very calculated and it set him apart from everybody else in the room. And as he makes his, his way towards us, he greets everybody with a warm smile and a firm handshake. And it was clear to me personally that this guy was a very big deal. It was clear to me that this guy, this politician was someone who had authority and influence. Someone who was accustomed to making grand entrances. Mm. But as I'm thinking about this and reflecting about all of that, it made me think of somebody different. Someone who is the complete opposite of this politician. Someone who embodied humility and grace. Jesus himself who didn't come riding into Jerusalem with a bulletproof car. He didn't come riding into Jerusalem with security guards, but yet he came riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. Humbly riding into Jerusalem. Lowly riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. Before I get into my text, I just want to pause and reflect on how Jesus shows up. Can we just sit on that really quickly? When Jesus shows up, he doesn't need to be escorted by armed security guards or he doesn't need to make a, a grand entrance to make an impact. Uh, when Jesus shows up, he, he, he doesn't need a blue verified check on social media to prove his celebrity or influence. Uh, he doesn't need none of that stuff. Uh, he, he, when he shows up, he shows up humbly. He shows up extending love, lowly, not seeking to impress or intimidate people. But, but he shows up by leading by example, uh, breaking bread with sinners and eating with tax collectors. He, he shows up lowly, washing people's feet. It makes me think of 
Jesus, someone who embodied true humility and true servanthood. Jesus is not like the politicians of his day and age. Jesus was humble. He was lowly. He was gentle. He was caring. Jesus was not like the politicians who would travel around with bulletproof cars, knowing that he was a threat to this people in his time. But yet he walked around town. Fishermen, as a matter of fact, with teenagers, healing the sick, preaching the message of the gospel. And Jesus comes into Jerusalem, not riding on a stallion horse, but he came into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. He didn't come with a war horse. That would symbolize war. But he came riding on a donkey symbolizing peace. Somebody just say peace. He comes, into a, he comes in peace into a city that is in turmoil. Why is this important? When Jesus requested a donkey to be brought to him, not only was Jesus fulfilling an Old Testament prophecy by the prophet Isaiah, but he's coming in to symbolize something. Well, let's go back to that prophecy in, in the Old Testament. In the book of Zechariah, verse, chapter 9, verse 9, it says, Rejoice greatly. Daughter Zion, shout in triumph, daughter Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on the foil of a donkey. This was the prophecy that Jesus fulfilled. And it was a prophecy that the Jews knew very well. So when Jesus comes into the city on a donkey, they're seeing an Old Testament prophecy become a reality in the front of their eyes, y'all, which led them to openly proclaim Jesus as Savior and King. This led to a large crowd of Jesus followers to show up on Palm Sunday with palm branches, celebrating the arrival of the Messiah, who they believe would come to save them from Roman oppression. We don't have time to go into biblical history, but they were really thinking that he was going to save them from the oppression that they were experiencing from the Roman Empire. The crowd is celebrating Jesus. They're crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, as Jesus is riding in on a donkey. We see the celebration. We see the palm branches in the text. We see the rejoicing and the excitement of the crowd at the arrival of King Jesus. But what we often miss in the midst of all the celebration is that Jesus is actually on a mission to crucifixion. Sit in that. What we often miss is that Jesus rides on a donkey to get to the cross. And I know... It, it, you know, back in the days, if I were to preach this text again, I would preach with a lot of excitement, full of energy and full of vibrant youthfulness. But there's something that I've often missed, even as I was, you know, investigating and studying this text. Palm Sunday marks the literally day one of Jesus' last week in ministry. This is day one of his last week in ministry, y'all. 
A few days later, the people he came to save would call him to be crucified. But watch this. Jesus actually rides on a donkey in order to get to the cross. In fact, he could not get to the cross unless he first rode on a donkey. Everyone knew of the Old Testament prophecy. Everyone knew that, you know, he would be fulfilling this prophecy. They anticipated that. But in John chapter 13, verse 1, here's what it says. Jesus knew that the hour had come to depart from this world to the Father. While everybody is celebrating the fulfillment of the prophecy and anticipating the rule and reign of their Messiah, Jesus knew that he did not come for war. He knew that he did not come to fight against the Roman oppression. But he came so that he would die. He was headed to be crucified. Sit in that. When we read Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, it tells us that he begins to point out to his disciples that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem. Why? It literally says to suffer, to be killed, and to be raised on the third day. He knew what was about to go down in Jerusalem. He knew that the entrance into Jerusalem would begin his journey to the cross. But why is he going to the cross? I'm happy you ask. It's for you. Somebody just look at yourself and tell, it's for me. For me. Which leads me to share with you guys, and I'm, I'm closing. I told you I'll be, I'll be short. Which leads me to share with you that Palm Sunday is not just about palm branches and celebration. It's much more deeper than that. Palm Sunday is about a gentle and lowly king who rides on a donkey and begins his journey to the cross. But why a donkey, right? Why a donkey? Why a donkey? Why a donkey? Let's get back to that. Why a donkey? Well, Jesus is very intentional. In ancient biblical world, the, the choice of an animal written by a king or a leader was significant. And as it carried a symbolic message, Jesus riding on a donkey, it symbolizes him being a, a man of peace and a man of humility. Jesus is communicating something by riding on a donkey. He is king. Goes into Jerusalem on a donkey. He is intentional about communicating something. And I believe that what he is communicating has at least two significant factors that we should really take seriously. Number one, the fact that he is king. The fact that he's king. He's riding on a donkey and proving his kingship. This is part of his public acknowledgement of him being king. But number two, not only is he king, but he's a king of peace. And if we study biblical history, you'll find that Jesus was hoping, the Jews was hoping to be, for Jesus to be a conquering king. They were hoping for him to be someone who would push back against the armies of Rome but 
Jesus' selection of a donkey communicated the exact opposite. He didn't come for war. He didn't come to fight. He came to bring peace. A peace between God and man. A peace between sinful people and God. He's communicating something. Jesus riding on a donkey communicates something. And as we're gathering here today on this Palm Sunday, we're reminded of the powerful message that Jesus communicated as he rides through to, to Jerusalem. In this story, I believe that there's a vital lesson for each and every one of us here today. In closing, here's the vital lesson. It leads me to ask each of us right here, right now. What are we communicating? What are you communicating? You know, as a Bible-believing Christian, as a Jesus follower, as a pastor, what am I communicating to the world? What do I convey to those who are in my community? What do I communicate to those that I work with? What are you communicating to the world? Because in the same way Jesus communicated something, we are called to communicate and to convey the message of Jesus wherever we work, live, and play. And I'll ask you again, what are you communicating? This is a time of reflection for you and I. Do you communicate to your neighbor that Christianity is a hostile Jesus? Do you communicate that, that, that Jesus symbolizes a God who is hate, uh, a God who is full of hatred and violence? Or do you communicate a Jesus who is loving, who is peaceful, who is humble? A Jesus who symbolizes peace. In our text, Jesus symbolizes a God of peace when he rode on a donkey. And in the same way he symbolizes peace, I believe we're called to symbolize peace to the world. When we read Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14, look what it says. It says, pursue peace with everybody and holiness. Without it, no one will see the Lord. Just as Jesus comes in on a donkey to symbolize peace we're called to choose to be agents of peace in our world today in our daily lives just as Jesus exemplifies humility we can do the same look what it says in Philippians chapter 2 it literally tells us do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves Everyone should not look to his own interest, but rather to the interest of others. Adopt the same attitude, just as Jesus. These are the words of God. We can adopt the same attitude as Jesus, and we can choose to act in peace and humility. The question is, are you willing to convey the message that Jesus often conveyed? message of reconciliation 
the message of love, the message of the gospel. Mm. If we're going to communicate the message of the gospel, it takes humility. And it takes having a heart of love. This is where I'm at with you all today, this morning. God wants us to reflect his character and his love. He actually wants us to be just like him. But we got to choose to communicate a message that aligns with his character. So I ask you, are you promoting peace in your words and your actions? Or are you contributing to the conflict and the violence that we see in our world today? Let's reflect on that as we strive to follow Jesus' footsteps. As we gather today on Palm Sunday, let's remember the triumphal entry of Jesus Christ. Jesus was communicating something at the triumphal entry. Let's remember that. He chose to be a king, but not the king that the world expects, but a king of peace. He came to serve and to sacrifice himself for the sake of others. And in that, he symbolizes humility, a love, and a peace. Jesus demonstrated a sacrificial love, fulfilling God's plan for our lives. He knew that he was entering into Jerusalem to face his death, but he did not shy away from that. He knew that they were going to slaughter him but he did not defend himself he willingly submitted himself to be slaughtered as the sacrificial lamb and he did that for you and I he willingly went to the cross to pay the price for our sins and he had to get there by first riding on a donkey sit in that he did that for you and I as we enter into Holy Week, this entire week, let us remember what Jesus communicated on Palm Sunday. Let us honor King Jesus, the King who went into Jerusalem, the King who humbly and lowly went there for our sake so that we could have the victory. What a sacrifice! What a love! What a gift of forgiveness! that I believe should inform our worship, a greater worship of King Jesus. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.